Ready. Are you excited? Is this the biggest uh... Tesla I've ever been in? Well, yes, Daddy. All right then. Thank you, Elon. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, so excited today <laughs> to talk to a good friend of mine and comedian, performs all over the country and abroad, Leah Lamar. Hello, hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining me, cheers. Cheers. Thanks for joining me in the car today. I'm so grateful to be in this very cool Tesla. I know, well, it's a start. It's, it's the we've best. We've changed, James. We've really grown up. We've grown, we, I would say the glow up is real, right? Like It has to be. We met, what, seven years ago? No, 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 no. <laughs> no Just one year ago. No, I can do years. the math because we met when I was talking about trying to get engaged. We met when I had already purchased my engagement ring, which was right before the pandemic. And you and I both, really? I think we had a moment at the show where we were like, why don't we know each other? Because we both had like good sets and like- and <laughs> Because we were both funny and well, comedy. We were, like, you don't want to meet somebody that's new because then it's like you're then stuck to the new stink energy. Yeah, know? there's a lot of new stink energy. Yeah, and you don't want that. But no, we, we, we um, I think we hit it off. We became friends right away. Right away. I thought, I don't know, this might be news to you. No, absolutely. <laughs> you thought this was so seven years awkward. ago. <laughs> yeah, we just became friends like yesterday. But um, no, okay, so it was, Six years, five years ago. Five. Five years. All right. At so it's most. Like five. But even then, so you you Three. already were with Tosh. We were long term. You together. guys were already together, but I was eternally single. Pretty single. And dating every fuck boy that's ever existed and on the I planet. And can I be honest? I could te- I could feel your single your singularity. <laughs> you were like not in a bad way. You were like a feral cat single. I'm still a feral cat. <laughs> uh, not not much has changed. Now there's just another feral cat running along with me. That's that's what you want in life yeah. is to not lose your stripes. If we're gonna do the cat analogies the whole episode, I'm, I'm, you don't want to get declawed. No. Oh God, no. No, you want to keep that. I'm um, like I'm like an indoor outdoor cat. You know, like I need to go outside, do my thing, have a whole nother family, and then when I come home at night, I want to cuddle like I never betrayed you. You have a great setup. Is your husband in England right now? Yeah. So you get to just cross the pond. I mean, by the way, we, we beat them in the Revolutionary War. And I've now you reminded for- him of this a million times. <laughs> That's part of the dominatrix setup he likes. Mm-hmm. Just revolutionary garb coming yeah, out Yeah, like, tell me again, you lost. Put on your British, your red coat, you fuck. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> how did, okay, I want to- I Fine, wanna... you have the colonies. You have the colonies. <laughs> I want to get into- uh, I want to talk about Clubhouse. I want to talk about your touring, where right. you are now, marriage and all that. How did you go from feral cat single <laughs> to married and... Married and cat. Married cat. How did, how did, how, where, where, tell me, like, how did that happen? Oh my gosh, Dave, it's been a journey. I remember I did you and Tasha's podcast and I can't remember if I was talking about just being like really single at that point. I was, I was the girl who everyone was like, yeah, she's definitely single because I had just, I was still like new to comedy. Yeah. And when you're new to comedy, um, being happy isn't funny. True. So you kind of have to like figure out what's wrong with your life and then you just kind of stay in the what's wrong with my life lane for a minute yeah. before things get better. Wait, were you dating comedians? Who didn't I date? And I'm not going to name names because... I say that like out of disgust. I'm like, you were dating comedians? It, it is, that's how mentally ill I was. Never date a comedian. We're not dateable. Females, I'm just going to say this, are slightly more dateable. Dave, you know... I'm pretty dateable. You're dateable. You're, but I think I'm like an a, anomaly for male comedians. There's a sense of responsibility that comes with you that, that is like, you know, like don't, unfamiliar like, with Like, don't comics. fuck this up? Yeah, yeah. You I have don't like a don't fuck this up energy, up energy right yeah. now, or I'll be the trope that is male comedians. 
Oh, you've got a lot weighing on your shoulders, huh? There's Just different carrying, pushing that rock up the hill. <laughs> there's different exhausting. itches that comedians scratch. Mm. Mine isn't need to get laid. Like we did that when I was in my acting days. You know, my before I got into stand up. Yeah, yeah, that's some that's comics, always a trajectory. Some comics don't mm-hmm. learn how to talk to people till they're on stage and they have a good set. And then there's, I mean, I still. Oh, I like, thought you were gonna say they don't learn how to talk on stage until they're doing crowd work. That, well, that yeah, too, they're yeah. still on stage. Or the crowd works like, <laughs> I have a big dick. Are you single? It's like, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, and then you get off stage and you're on a date you're like so where are you from oh cincinnati well yeah and you're like why'd you go into crowd work bit bro seriously though i have to learn to be a person still with my wife i'll come home from comedy after just like it's like you come home from just razzing people and then all of a sudden she's sleeping on the couch and i'm like how you doing you freaking knucklehead and she's like what the fuck is wrong with you she already decided to sleep on the couch she's like i know we're gonna get into a fight tonight i'll I'll take the couch this time yeah i gotta scrub that energy off but you know she's an introvert she she's a quieter person and so i can kind of it works out well because i can kind of call i can get my recess out there and then come home and, and not have to like annoy her about it that, which that's great by the way so we're driving by one of the sag one of the many strikes and i will say i did bring my shirt with me because i was gonna ask dave to drop me off at the strike after do you always we're at Paramount go right to now? sag strikes to network i feel like you're that's the only sag. reason you go <laughs> yeah it's it's the only people the that are here are non-working actors they're they're not the the rich actors that have jobs, you know, so we're like, hey, are you in the Writers Guild? Did you write a TV show? It was so nice to meet you. No, no specific reason I was asking, of course. We should collaborate together, that yeah. type of deal. Yeah, Although, the SAG strike is better looking than the writer's strike, I have to say. You can tell exactly who's in SAG and who's a writer just by, by what they're wearing, by the frame of like, their glasses, how hot they are. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you get, so did, were you, were you, uh, long-term dating or were you just flat out single and how did you meet the British guy okay so I was dating I felt like I was getting the spiral was closing in okay. you know into hitting that target and meeting that guy I kept dating guys who were all the same person just in a different body it was always the guy who was like just not ready like they were just not ready um, I just came out of a long-term relationship you're yeah. so amazing. I don't want to lose you. Just, I'm just not ready to like, okay, well then you're just like right person, wrong time is still the wrong person. Oh, there you go. How was that for a quote? Therapy, nice. therapy, therapy, so many. So you're getting therapy. a lot of close bites. I'm getting close. The guy I dated before that um, had like an absolute mental breakdown, had to go to rehab. So I'm just like, I like to choose winners. That's my thing. Okay. Um, also like been there, done that, everyone, you know, like calm down. Yeah. Okay. So pull out. I'm like tuck and rolling out of this situationship that I really wanted to work out with this guy that I really liked. And when I look back, I'm like, did I really like him? Or did I just want him to like me? Did you cry when it was over? No, because (laughs) here's the crazy thing, because this is the first time in my life that I ever saw a pattern occurring. And instead of just letting the wheels fall off, like just pushing, like pushing the car as far as it would go, um, and just letting it explode on the highway, I actually got off the highway. I was like, oh, there's a problem. And I'm going to just let go of this. Like, I'm just going to get out of the car. I'm going to walk. Like, I'm good. You, you, I don't need to have the car explode. You went to a new level of enlightenment. Yeah. You saw the issue before it blew up and avoided it. Yeah. Or it, learned from it. Because yeah. you're only going to get the same problem over and over spiritually. Right. Until you f- solve it. And then you go to the next video game level. Right. Exactly. Which is so a I, British I man, up. apparently. Uh, let me just tell you, I married the first British person I met. So I'm not the best person. Is it the accent? I mean, he's a cute guy. It's everything. You got the cute. You saw the cute Look, Dude. He's over six feet tall. Not oh, that it matters. It, but it does. He's over six, yeah, he's like six two. He's hot. Like Dave is saying, cute because 
that state. He's hot. He's hot. He's, he's a good-looking guy. Um, he's a British Jew, which is like finding a needle in a haystack. But I is he Jewish? Yeah. Did you say British dude or did you say British? Jew. We, oh, Jew. Okay, yeah. I didn't know if there was a term I missed there. No, you ruined a British my joke, Dave. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, that's my just, goal is to ruin any bit you're trying. Yeah, you to know, do. you know what? I decided at this point, like, I'm not going to do jokes at all. I'm just going to speak from the heart because so kind of like that's your all I've normal got. Normal act. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, guys, funny guy over here. Okay, so. <laughs> So when I was internationally touring, um, <laughs> wow. okay. yeah. I just had to flex because I was so insecure. Okay. Now that so, you're touring on Melrose with yeah, me. Yeah. And it's going not well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No repeat customers. I'll tell no, you your one. life is going, first of all, you're crushing it. I'm, I'm like I nervous think... to message you sometimes because what? yeah, once you did the red carpet at whatever award show that was, I was like. I was like, Leah's too cool for me now. Dave. You grew up. I was always cooler than you. I was like, <laughs> let me just say, I was always too cool for you. But, um. I'm proud of you is what I'm trying to say. No, I'm proud of you. I feel like we both Don't really leveled it. up. Don't no, return no, no, it. No, no, Take no. it. Take it. You crushed it. Oh, you are became, you trying to mansplain a compliment to I'm me? I'm trying to. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm like, I can't, I can't let I'm, you in. I'm trying to force it down your throat. <laughs> it's working. Take I feel it. The comp- so oh, you, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm you, just gagging on yeah, this Yeah, I'm not letting you de- deflect here. You, during the pandemic, yeah. joined Clubhouse. Yeah. An app that's like a telephone group chat. Tell me. I crushed in the group you chat. You didn't join cl- uh, Clubhouse. You became the icon mm-hmm. on the app for Clubhouse. Yeah. You had the photo with you laying out your hair. It was kind of Like I mean, my face was the icon of an app that you download. Yes. Like it, I was like the Yelp symbol or like the TikTok logo or like the Instagram logo. It was a very surreal experience. How did you get there? Lots of depression and um, <laughs> people being locked inside their houses. Like a lot of people had to die for me to get there. So sounds um, like it. <laughs> no, it's a. It was a lot of hard work, and uh, it was just me being addicted to it and on the app twenty four seven on your phone in the cl- group chats talking to people in the club, um, constantly I- on Clubhouse making rooms doing stand-up, inviting other comics I knew to come on, made a club, and we all did shows on there. I was on, the, I was doing, like, four or five shows a day, like, whether they were other people's, like, rooms or my rooms. Do you have stand-up rooms. jokes written down next to your phone? Like, how are you, or are you just doing yeah, your Yeah, because no one could see you. So you, so it's actually interesting because also you're getting, like, audio feedback, but you can't see people, so you kind of have to wait for people to unmute to laugh. So, also, you can't invite that many people onto the stage because you don't know who's crazy. So you wait for, like, vetted people to come into the room, and you're like, oh, this person's not mentally ill, so they can come onto the stage. They're not going to, like, start screaming racial slurs, and you have to kick them off or whatever, right? right, right? right. So, like, you're doing jokes. And the thing about this is, like, there were some really famous comics that came in and started trying to do stand-up, and they just would eat shit. Sure. And I think it's because a lot of people live off their charisma, and Maybe. the fact that people already know who they are and that they're, they're like, trained to laugh when they see them. Yeah. Um, but when you're on, like, it was an even playing field. So people coming on, if you're just funny and, like, your actual joke is funny, people are going to laugh and like Kind of like Twitter. It was like, a, yeah. y- y- jokes work because it's, you strip, like you said, you strip away all the shininess that comics do with tricks on stage. Um, and that, so, I mean, you, you were opening for Dane Cook after that. Yeah. How like And then I, I, I started headlining myself, which was really cool. Uh, yeah, so how did so, you get involved with Dane with opening for Dane? Because Dane obviously met me he's on Clubhouse. A, he met you on Clubhouse. Yeah, and then he was just like, You're great. Like let's figure out how to collaborate and then he brought me on the road. 
that was a really cool experience for me, especially because I always thought he was so funny. Um, and he did with MySpace what I did with Clubhouse. Like he built his own fan base. Right completely organically from the ground up by himself and i more than anything respect a person's hustle oh yeah like that's why i respect you that's why like andrew schultz like the way that he just absolutely beast moded everything himself that takes a lot of courage and stick-to-itiveness and it's really hard to do it especially when you're getting like no's from the club oh yeah and and dane cook was shaking hands after every show i mean he he really from every comic time and he pounded the pavement hard and i guess the the, the reason why he almost watched (laughs) yeah i was like just almost watch all that accident the only reason he gets shit is because he got so famous that people want to knock that down which is like what you're gonna get with matt rife right now and it's just like why he just let people who've been working for forever and hustle hard and are talented just yeah why can't you just let them have the w my channel had like so weird we had like zero followers for like seven years and then all of a sudden it things popped off and people wanted to like find out how i hacked the system and it's like things just finally hit that critical mass you're like hey i hate to let you know this but it was hard work and dedication (laughs) yeah Yeah. Uh, and a good smile but uh all right but to be quite fair with you here's a second compliment you're extremely beautiful it takes nothing away from your stand-up you're extremely talented with stand-up to make it on clubhouse which is audio only and then and then they and then you become the bombshell face of the app i mean that's like a pretty like there's no way to i mean what was the the biggest um uh traffic you got from that app like like as far as uh, it was was crazy like at one point it was my birthday on the app and i was in a room for 15 minutes on my birthday and people sent me 2500 dollars. oh my gosh but that was just people loving me like i i don't know how to explain i was also i wasn't always doing stand-up you know i think there were a lot of rooms where we'd just be talking and people liked our personalities and it wasn't just roast rooms and comedy rooms it was also like people love you and want to hear about what you have to say want to hear your pov on things and at the time i was very single um and so i would just talk a lot about the struggle and people really related to that you know you know what's so funny that my youtube took off because of talking as well during, during <laughs> no during the pandemic it, the thirst for people to connect with others yeah. that were stuck at home in clubhouse obviously completely blew up i the beginning of the pandemic um you were you were like doing zoom pilates classes mm-hmm. at what point did you go from be working pilates for donations to being like oh shit this is lucrative you know what i'm gonna say even when I was doing Zoom Pilates classes for donations, even then I was grateful and I felt like, wow, everything's coming together. And that's so crazy because I'd make like, what, a hundred dollars? Yeah. And I'd be like, wow, <laughs> like people are really connecting to this. They're really loving classes. I'm helping people. Like I'm connecting with people. That's so cool. And then, but it like, it's not my purpose. You know what I mean? I just like loved Pilates and I was like, how do I make money? Do the thing that I like doing, connect with people. And it just kind of came together and I would like crack jokes sometimes about it. But, um, then when clubhouse came around, I didn't have time for anything else. Cause I was literally sleeping on the app. Like I would leave it on <laughs> in my closet in the background. And at my roommates at the time were like, was there like a man in the house last night? Cause I thought we agreed to know people coming over. Like there's a panda. You I would was just like, leave it on. Just, so you would be clocking the hours and people would be finding you just, yeah. Wow. So crazy. It's now, so crazy. What like was, it was a full on addiction. What was the biggest either month, week or day monetarily speaking from clubhouse? Like what was, I actually don't want to share cause I haven't done my taxes yet. Okay. <laughs> are, we talk, are we talking like, so, so, so that's big then. Uh, 
I, you know what? I did really well, Dave. And by really well, I just mean I was living below the poverty line for so long that I think even if I was making like $4,000, I'd be like, wow. I get it. I get it. We went, I talk all the time. We went from minimum wage to unemployed during the pandemic to uh, making almost a quarter million a year. Yeah. I absolutely. So, so it's like, it's same, basically. Yeah. I can see where the growth, and we talk about it because it's supposed to be inspirational for others to keep plugging away at it because everyone's story is just like, a, a web that comes together and you don't know what you're building at the time. You would have never known Clubhouse existed, but your gift of gab and all the things that, that you brought to your stage with yeah. being open about your relationships and life and all that just connects with people. I think it was that, but also, you know, when, when you've had nothing for so long and worked really hard doing things you didn't like to do, um, and none of it was your calling, and then you're doing like a 40K month. Yeah. You know, like some people, 40K is nothing, but that's some, what some people make in a year. Oh yeah. You know, and, For and, sure. and I used to be one of those people who. Busting I, your ass. Making even less than that. Yeah. I mean, especially as a comic and you're like paying to do open mics and um, every, like you can't go to the movies cause you're so broke and you're just like, Hey, how do we like not, how do we just like watch Netflix and hang out, you know? Yeah. Um, no, th- that, that I do also think it's part of the reason why I was single for so long because I had this like wild scarcity mentality. Mm. And when you're when you're in hustle mode to survive, you're literally in survival mode. You're in survival you mode have you, no and clue. it's impossible to date because you know, I do think was I waiting for someone to come and save me maybe a little bit? Sure, but also it's like the energy of someone who's desperate and just trying to survive is not super attractive. Oh yeah, oh yeah, totally. And this is why the the idea of like winning the lottery, you know, is is like a false hope because not everybody, but I feel like you and I are probably the same where we're feeling like you earned it and you built it mm-hmm. is so much more rewarding. I always say like, you know, my first check when I was opening for someone was 750 bucks for the weekend, but my first $20 spot pay from a New York comedy club felt better. Invincible. Invincible. Yeah. Cash, you sign at the bartender today. Hey, good job. And you put it in your pocket and pretend like you're used to it. And then you're like, you walk Whoa. away feeling like you just got your dick sucked. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm a real comic, you baby. Spend 80 bucks. I got 20 bucks. <laughs> 20 you bucks. Know? Wow. But that that's it. That's the, that feeling of you earned but it. But that feeling of, yeah, you earned it. And people, it's like you suddenly get this, like the smallest ounce of validation, which it's like, we shouldn't need it, but we do. And that's it. Like we need a little validation. If you don't get validated by what it is you're doing, it, I mean, you did for seven years though, hitting, um, I mean, I'm talking like, stuff, but it's like, you, it, it, you do start to feel a little delusional, but you have to be a little delusional in order to make it in the business. Yeah, right. You have to be delusional because they always say, oh, the odds are so against you, but they're against you if you quit. If you're not going to quit, if you're going to keep on plugging Tad's something. Tad's car is so safe. Yes. Isn't that safe? It's it's too much of a, I need yeah, to get rid of the sound. It's too safe. It's too safe. To be honest, that car was so far away. Right? Like, a week, we would have hit like a person on the street yeah. more than Yeah. And look car. at this. We can just go like that. I'm done. I'm done. Hey, how are you? Good to see you. It's nerve wracking. See, what I don't say. like about it. Hey, look, it's breaking on its own. Oh, there's a cop. Oh. Is that a cup? Or is, no, it just looks Wait, like is it illegal to not hold your steering wheel? I don't know. You're supposed to like have a knee on it or something. A you knee? Know? It knows if oh, you're... Oh, officer, my knee was on it. It knows if you're not on it, but like if you're driving to San Diego and you want to just cruise and kind of relax, it takes care of itself. See, I don't, this is how I know you're not Jewish because there's no relaxing when you're not, you don't have a handle. Yeah, I wheel. might be Jewish. Do no, you know that? No, you're I not don't know, I I you, you don't know me. I My dad was adopted and I might have you Jewish blood You never took 23 in me? Nope. 
Why not? I don't know. You don't want to find out that you control the weather? I, I always said, give me one day of Hanukkah and we'll call it even. Just give me one day. Stupid. I don't know. Because you're one eighth Jewish. I might be full day. Jewish. I don't know. That's, I, that's definitely not true. Is your mom Jewish? My mom is Irish. So then you're not full Jewish. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> the math ain't mad then, Dave. We're going to edit that part out. Give me hope. <laughs> Let me live a little. Um, no, I've... Oh, okay, so you're on Clubhouse. You're mm. hitting it big. You're seeing bigger paydays than you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. I, I respect all of that. I understand how weird other people get by that. Yeah. Because it's a lot and we've all been there and broke and, and understand that. But, like, a lot of catch-up needs to happen. So then Clubhouse sort of goes away did that did you have advanced notice did you see it kind of going away tell yeah. me about that aspect. well it, the going away started happening when the world started opening back up i mean it's like what do you expect people to just st sit indoors on their phones forever it's yeah, like, twitter basically ripped it off as tech always does yeah, they'll steal each other yeah everyone started cloning the app and trying to kill it and they were everyone like, i mean there's like tech jealousy and then of course meta is just trying to just have every app on their app to be the one, you know, they're like the infinity stones, which right. is like, they're, it's like the Thanos of apps. Um, <laughs> but I, I just, I just think at this point we were watching it fade, but also I was done. I was already done. I think, um, my, I had lived so much on there and I was exhausted. Like I was so depressed. How many months were you full time on there? I, I, I honestly don't know. Was it about a year? Yeah, probably. It was like a blip it, in the radar as far as like Americana goes, but that is attached to the pandemic. Clubhouse may, well, gave, gave like, you an audience. It was like the only way for people to connect. And yeah. people craved connection. And I met a lot of really amazing people off that app. Like there are people on there that I'm like have helped me in business so much or people have become real friends from there. It's uh, a lot of those people are in my life on the day to day. So you open for Dane. Was there imposter syndrome? How nervous were you? Tell me what that feeling was like. You know what? I wasn't nervous. I would like, I think uh, I kind of stopped getting nervous a few years ago. I will get nervous if my parents are there. I'll shake like a fucking leaf. I would get nervous. I can't, I was nervous the first time my husband came to see me. Um, I would get nervous if a casting director was there and they were like, hey, I'm watching you. That would make me nervous. Where did your husband see you? But if I'm in a theater you? of 5,000 people, I don't, I don't care at all. Yeah, well, there is something to that about like the bigger the audience, the, the less sort of like tiny variables that can go wrong. But yeah, so where did your husband see you perform stand-up for the first time? I think it was in London. I'm trying to think of the very first time. And, and how'd you I guys think it was at Top Secret. Okay, so I was tucking, I was tucking, rolling out of this situation trip with this guy that I really wanted things to work with. That when I looked back on it, I realized in our final date at dinner, he didn't ask me a single question. Oh my god, I've been, <laughs> I've been that guy. You should do we date? <laughs> Honestly, yeah, probably. Um, not one single question. I'm like, oh wow, that's wild. Was he nervous or just self-centered? No, obsessed with himself. Obsessed. I swear, sometimes I'd be, he'd like send me a selfie. I'm like, wait, that's my thing. What am I supposed to do now? You know, like, <laughs> what? You know, like only, there's only room for one narcissist in this relationship True. and it's me. Yeah. Um, well, okay. So, so I'm talking rolling out of this. And like I said, it's the first time that, uh, I walked away from a relationship before we could absolutely hate each other mm -hmm. where I remember thinking, okay, I've asked him, where do you see this going? He says, it's not off the table, but I can't right now which means no. And how long was that into the... I don't know, like two and a half months. Okay, yeah. Like, 
Like, I just need to know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, it's on. in the window of responsible You're time. introducing me to all of your business partners one-on-one at dinners and, like, bringing me to company parties and things. Like, what am I? An escort. You sound like... An escort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And honestly, thank you so much for thinking I'm hot. Um, <laughs> I should, my day rate should have been way higher. Instead, it was yeah. free. What do uh, I owe you? Just more than this coffee. Truly. I could have made so much more money off of that. So, um, yeah, it was really heartbreaking, but... I heard him. I heard the words he said. I chose to believe it wasn't going to change mm. because anytime I thought, oh, I could change him. Mm. Oh, he said he's not ready. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm special. I will make him ready. I will pull him out of this because he'll realize how amazing I am and that he'd be crazy to want to lose me. This complete psychopath. <laughs> but we're, at right. this point, okay. where are you uh, value wise? Are you, are, is this when you were crushing it in clubhouse? Or is this I, I've crushed. Oh, so you so at this point you already had the stock high. You, the stock was high, the Leah Lamar stock was high. That you know and what? He still I still wasn't valuing you. I and and so I just thought, okay, you know what? Uh, let's just be friends. And he did not like that. Uh, he did not like that at all, actually. And I meant it. Like I'm out. I'm done. Nice. I do not want to do this anymore and if, like he would just like hit me up for this like stupid like wishing me a happy valentine's day it's like go away mm. <laughs> just you know like it's done like i'm done here i don't need these um do you believe that decision you made changed the course of your dating i mean it well, sounds it, like a pretty strong it, decision a, you it made. was a big decision for me because i would normally let this kind of guy ruin my life for like eight to ten months <laughs> you know and instead i was like mm, I think I'm. I think I'm good to like stick a pin in it. Three. Isn't that the beauty of aging, though? Is like time. Ha- time how is dare you essence. take the word aging out? <laughs> Learning, growing, becoming more mature. Yes. Closer to death. I will never <laughs> age because we live in LA and there are doctors for this. But go on. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. You, you're, you're good with your sunblock. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, so so that that reshifts the algorithm within the universe to yeah. say, all right, Leah ain't dealing with this anymore. We'll no longer give this to her. She's ready. She's leveling up. So then I tuck and roll to uh, Ibiza. Ibiza. Uh, Ibiza. Ibiza. So if you say Ibiza in America, people are like, oh my God, you little twit. It's like, like pronouncing it's faux Ibiza. fa. It's like, I know it's the yeah, right I way, Yeah, I know it's right, out. but just shut up. Just Croissant. shut the fuck up. Right. Croissant. Um, and, but if you say uh, Ibiza in like Europe, they're like, oh. <laughs> You uncultured swan. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I can't, I just, there, there's no winning. There's okay, no so winning you're tucking when you're rolled, American. You tuck and so roll to Ibiza. So tuck and roll to Ibiza uh, for a possible work <laughs> situation. And but I only went there because I was supposed to go to the Dubai Comedy Festival. And I had actually never traveled up until this point in my life. Like, I went to Peru once for a wedding. Mm-hmm. And I went to Israel for birthright. And, like, that was, like, basically the only time I've ever been out the country. Oh, and I dated this, like, horrible Mexican guy for a second. I visited him in Mexico City for five days. Worst trip of my life. Moving on. So, um, very little experience (laughs) outside uh, of, of, like, I'd never been to Europe at this point. So, I was supposed to do Dubai Comedy Festival, which I did go to. But I was, like, I've got a little bit of money right now. I'm really sad. There's a potential work opportunity for me in Europe. I should just go there first. Sure. And so I did it. And to me, it felt really scary to leave LA because I was like, you're going to lose out on work opportunities Lo- here. Right, and like, right, right. Leaving opportunities. the hustle mentality. Like, pe- mentality. People are going to think I'm taking a break. Like, it's I'm just quitting. so crazy. All, all your own thoughts, yeah. Oh my God. It's wild. No one cares. No one cares. No one cares. And also, like, you need to live to have interesting content. 
Yeah, like, they always say the second you leave LA, you'll get auditions. Dude, people want. You I to. haven't worked in so long, and there's a SAG strike. I dropped my commercial rep, and I was in Slovenia. The only reason I'm back in LA, Slovenia, is because I booked a commercial and had to come back the next day. There you go. That's Slovenia. I couldn't have booked a commercial when I was living in LA and had commercial rep. I'm like, no. No, but your no, big Slovenia you can energy. Only, I can only book a commercial when I'm nine hours ahead in a different time zone in Eastern Europe. Say la vie. <laughs> We're big and in Slovenia, grateful. by the way. Very big grateful. Slovenian audience Dude, here. Slovenia is my favorite country in Europe, and I'm sticking to That's that. That's where Melania's from, right? Oh, is she? I think she's Slovenian. That I, would make sense. It's like wrong. the most. I thought she was Russian. No. We'll go with Slovenia. Oh, 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 I thought you meant Milana Weintraub. Oh, wait, I oh, said Melania. Uh, yeah, you meant the ex-president's wife. I tried to block that no, out. No, his current wife. What's his current wife's name? Melania. Okay, yeah. I just forget they exist. Oh, you said ex-president. So got you, got you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. Moving on. Woof. So then, um, so then you're in Ibiza. So I'm in Ibiza. Feeling good, got some I'm money. I'm so sad. You're I'm, sad. I'm, I'm on this beautiful villa. I'm super jet-lagged. I'm, like, Instagram stalking this guy who I already let go of because I was just, like, what? How is this possible? Why doesn't he like me? Okay, whatever. Moving forward. Um, so I get there and three days in, I'm still miserable. And my friend, one of, the, one of the people out there that I knew at the villa, he was like, my mate Adam is coming. I think you're really going to like him because he's Jewish. And I'm going to push you guys together. I was like, dude, it's kind of anti-Semitic to just assume all Jews are going to like each other. But also... And then it. he showed me his photo and I was like, push us together. <laughs> it's anti-Semitic for us not to be together. Uh. And then I'm that night, when I saw him, the only way I can express the feeling, because I thought I'd had this feeling before, but that love at first sight feeling was oh, actually wow. just like chaos at first sight. Or Six like foot two at first sight. Lust at... Yeah, exactly. Lust at first sight. I've had it before, but it's always been something that was more just like a feral feeling. Yeah. It was the butterflies. And the butterflies usually means it's not good for you. Really? It's it's a chaotic feeling. Dangerous? Someone should make you feel calm. That's how you should oh. know that they're good for you. Wow. And when I saw him, my first thought was, oh, there you are. Wow. It was so wild. I just saw him and I was like, oh, okay, well, there he is. And then... That night we went to Pasha, which is the number one notoriously loudest nightclub in the world. I don't party. I don't even drink. Like, this is... Uh, whatever. So we go there. I have toilet paper in my ears, like a grandma, because it's so loud. And he comes <laughs> over. He's like, would you like some earplugs? And I was like, yes. Yes, I would. And he was like, would you like to go outside and talk? And I was like, oh my... God. Coming off the heels of a guy who didn't ask me one question about myself on our last dinner. How many years... Uh, ago, how many months ago is this? I just want to get a time frame here. This is under two years, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got married at the end of November, and we'd only been together for seven months. So it was you like married the, at the beginning months. of May. How much of that is like green card stuff um, versus, I mean, because when it's someone abroad, <laughs> not to say it's just that, but it's like, yeah. right, if my, if my wife and I, if my wife was Canadian, we would have got married five years sooner. Right. But like, we just had no reason so, to. So, so the reason is because we, you know, we're going to apply for status, but... We're gonna, we would get married anyway. By the way, that means we're friends because I can like just ask you that. Uh, oh yeah, of course. No, 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 no. We, like we didn't, we didn't have like a whole wedding. We went, got married in a courthouse in Northeast Florida, not to brag, you know, like this woman, <laughs> we got married by a woman named Tiffany who was a shaking like a leaf. I'm like, bitch, it is two minutes. Get your shit together. She I was to, nervous? Yeah. I had to put my wedding ring through a metal detector. It's like very romantic. You know, oh, yeah. it was a, 
I had to tell some people in the back to, who were having a land dispute to sh- be quiet because we were getting married. Like it was a land dispute during. <laughs> yeah, it was in the local courthouse. I That's, mean, yeah, you always have to like move past the divorces to get. It's like, can yeah, we yeah. just do this? Uh, so and, you're like, that... and actually, he's the dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was it was a very uh, trashy, fun, beautiful wedding. It was just the two of us and my parents. Um, and we intend to have a full wedding once all of our paperwork and everything goes through. Amazing. Probably in the UK because his whole family is there. And it just makes more sense. How did your parents feel about this? Great. I, I mean, I think at this point they were just, at first they were like, you gotta marry a nice Jewish man. And then they were like, just a man. And then they were like, a horse, anyone who will look at you. And, <laughs> you know, and then it stopped. Then it, I think I got nervous when it stopped. That's what's funny is like, we don't settle, our parents settle. Uh, our parents are like, yeah, this is the one, wrap it up. Yeah, Come yeah. On, well, and, and then when they met him, they were just like, this is a miracle. You met a Jewish man who's also has an accent who's also tall and good looking and sweet and has a job and isn't an actor like congratulations leah you really you really need he's a he's an absolute angel to, to deal with you he must be yes respectfully respectfully you're a large personality huge do you do you how do you act with him are you different you say he's mm-hmm. calming so it, so like are you because uh, a lot of extroverts or people mask being extroverts when they go home, they're completely different. I'm an absolute introvert at home. I need silence. I don't want anyone to talk to me. I don't want anyone to look at me. I want to be a gremlin in the bed. I want to bed rot for as long as possible. Would this drain you? A conversation like this. And you can be honest, it's fine if it does. Oh yeah, like I'm gonna go home after this and just sit there for hours <laughs> wishing that this never happened, but. <laughs> I want to make you look good. Yeah, yeah, no. I, um, he is. And by the way, do you want to go to Netflix or do you want to go home? Oh, yes. Because I don't want to take up more of your time. Do you want to go to Netflix? Um, let's go home. Okay, let's go home. Because right, I perfect. think it might be... Oh, it ends at one. Oh, okay. So, they're just... It's this is more important. Um, this is our virtual picnic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, this is definitely in with within the in solidarity, yeah. In solidarity yeah. <laughs> We're not doing anything wrong. So, um, did he feel the same way about you? Was he like, whoa, bitch, this is... Police! You had him whipped? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the crazy thing. So we're at the club talking. Lol. <laughs> we're the only people talking at the club. I'll tell you that with much. With your earplugs in. Yeah, with my earplugs in. What? We're sitting outside. Like, people are vomiting all around us. Like, yeah. oh, it's super romantic. And then he asked me what I did for charity. Jesus. I was like, that, that's how you know he doesn't live in L.A. Because he asked me what I did to help other people. And I was like, that's never been. You're like, as a tax write-off? Like, yeah, I don't like, get I don't, <laughs> like, I connected people so that I could get something out of it. Like, I'm yeah. not sure what you mean by that. Um, and... Yeah, we just talked and talked. And honestly, I was so jet-lagged that I didn't feel like I was interesting at all. Oh, nice. And I was like, oh, this guy. Like, He just kept asking me questions. And I was like, I don't feel like myself. Like, I'm not being funny. Like, I don't have jokes right now. I'm just so tired. You were authentic. You were you. I, I was like... Without any extra. The, I was me. Wow, your car is such a little bitch. Isn't it no really? No offense. Not it, even You were close. just so far. It made I you swerve. I didn't even break. I didn't even break. Did it make you swerve? No, or I did swerved you in swerve my own. Just yeah. so it would it shut up. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This is this car's toxic, honestly. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's, do you want to do a speed test? Do you want to see how fast it goes? No, I think I'm okay. I've I've done that. It before. doesn't. Okay. Yeah, I've been in I've been in cars where men need to show me how fast their car. We're went. gonna do it. Uh. <laughs> Okay, fine. It's not, it doesn't go that fast. It's like the SUV version. It goes like 45 miles yeah. per hour. <laughs> oh, um, okay, so you, so he sees you at your core. You're, I don't want to say ugly, is now, not, but like... It, how dare you? I mean, I You're mean, calling me ugly on the inside? That is rough, We're all okay. ugly. It's the version of you that you right. wouldn't normally present, but yes, you were done. on a date, especially or something like that, right? I was, I was done. I was absolutely deceased. 
So then I see this like really hot guy walk into the club and I was like, Hey, can you watch my purse for a second? And I chased that guy into the club (laughs) and then I'm like, Leah, what are you doing? I literally just stood there for a second and you were like, you've just done this every single relationship you ever had. You know where this trail goes. You know exactly what is at the end of this hot guy rainbow. And like, my husband is hot. He's just nice. Like, and I felt like I had him. So, so I was like, I cared there, less. You expected that there was a game you had to play? Yeah, like the cat and mouse, the chase, whatever it is. And I got so excited by it. And then I was like, why don't you just let the nice man be nice to you? And then I walked back outside with like a dog with my tail between my legs. Like, hey. He didn't know what had happened, but I knew what had happened. I just told him I was going to the bathroom. Oh. But really, I was just going to like chase this guy into the That club. was your reptilian thing. You were I, like, I, I got to go get that yeah, guy. Yeah, me and Zach were both reptilians. But um, yeah, I just, that instinct for the cat and mouse chase, like, let me tell you, that will ruin your life. Yeah. The chase is an illusion. And if you start out with your relationship being in this toxic cat and mouse chase relationship, it doesn't make it so that your relationship gets better. You never get on the same page. You just always build in this, how do we get into a cat and mouse dynamic? And then you're stuck in the cat and mouse dynamic forever instead of just being safe with someone you know, and happy. I was, I was using this, Tom Sandoval came into my show the other night. Mm. Do you know him? He, he's, but he's like the villain. You know him from Vanderpump Rules? He's you know the what? greatest. I'm so bad at reality TV okay, stuff. He's the greatest villain in the world. He cheated on his longtime girlfriend, and he's 41. He, but I look, I was looking at him, going, "This guy's still trying to chase that high. He mm-hmm. didn't realize that no matter how many random new people you fuck, you're not going to get anywhere from that." Yeah. And with your case, I'm not saying it's how many random people you can fuck, but it's like that that idea that there's something better when the guy that you were supposed to be with was right there, but you you figure that out very quickly. It just seems. in that minute, in that moment, I just thought stop this you've done this every single time and it's never worked out why do you like that's the definition of insanity yes i mean it also arguably could be doing a, a show for seven years that never gets any views but yeah. it's also like but <laughs> you never that, know that next day you never know so, so so from there yeah do you guys immediately go like let's let's be this is it like how quick did you freak him out? Did you guys no. just same page? No, and I, I was so myself around him at all times. Because I did, we just felt like this like childlike joy around each other, and he's super funny, um, and we were just bantering like crazy, oh. and we were just we were just it just was so easy, so effortless. There was there were no games. I would call and text first. Cons. I hate what all these relationship experts are like, oh, he should always call you first. He should always take the initiative. And it's like, this is what's creating the cat and mouse dynamic. Mm. Like, if you like someone, I think you also need to show interest. Yeah. Um, And if they're scared of that, then they're going to, then there's other aspects of your personality that are going to scare them off anyway. Yeah, also. So if you can't handle that, you're not going to like Leah, post-show Leah. I'm like a huge personality. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, I have like a lot. And if you see me live... And then you think that for even one second, I'm going to be like, oh, no, you have to make all the first moves. It's like, no guy's going to believe this dichotomy. Yeah. You know, it's just not, it's yeah, not you did true what, to who I am. What works for you. Yeah. Now, I wanted to ask you before I let you go here about your stand-up. You, do I file for unemployment after this? Yes, you're done. <laughs> what did I do wrong, Dave? I, you, <laughs> it's not you, it's me. Um, no, I, I, I the value business is failing, your yeah. time, and I don't want to waste any of your time here, but... You get, I, the last time I saw you do stand up, actually, we were on a different show together, but I saw you run your Edinburgh set. 
over here in West Hollywood. And I was like, I didn't want to say hi after because That's everyone... a year ago. Yeah, but wow. everyone was there to see you. And I was like, I'm not going to bother. I just don't like to bother people. I really, that's my, my core being is I don't want to bother you. Hi, I wanted you to know I was there. I, I cashed in my points. Friend is here. Uh, give me a favor someday. Mm-hmm. And now here we are. <laughs> <laughs> but you were great up there. You, you, really were, you really were just in your own element and having fun. And not everything was scripted. And it was loose and all these things. So how's your stand-up? How's life been now that Clubhouse is essentially gone and you've moved those followers to Instagram and to live performance? It's great. Life is great. Um, I've gotten so much better at crowd work because of Clubhouse. Because you have to be ready for anyone to just say anything at any time. Mm. And I became like a sniper. And then I started just really hamming up all my crowd work stuff. Because I was having fun doing it. And I got good at it. And so I think my favorite type of stand-up to do now is weaving in and out of material and into crowd work. And just going back into jokes. And then having a moment with someone also because I've noticed that the people that I do crowd work with become fans for life. Totally. They feel like they had this special, unique moment with you. Yeah. Like people I did crowd crowd work with, like even like four years ago are still following me, like comment on everything. And as a performer, you remember it too. You go, Oh, you were the girl, Susan, whose guy wasn't really in, you know, yeah. You can totally like remember where people were sitting at what show, not always, but in some cases. And it's kind of like, you know, some comics can go on stage and hit the play button on their album and you, yeah, you don't feel that personal connection. But I think collectively, I think audiences are over that and it's about having a unique experience. So good for you. Yeah. I think it's fun. I'm having a good time. And now I'm just going on the road touring. Like I was, I did shows in Barcelona. Like I was headlining in Barcelona. 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 Uh, right before I got here, uh, right before Slovenia and doing a ton of shows in London. I'm going to go back to London and I'm going to do, I might go to Edinburgh to like get, catch the tail end of the week and do some spots and then setting up some dates in Paris and Amsterdam and maybe Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Amazing. So are you full time like London? Is that where you're there mainly or are you just still no, bouncing back? No, it's just because we're back and forth so much and because it's the summer and there's a strike so it doesn't really feel like I need to be here right totally. now. Totally. Uh, European summer better than LA summer? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Dude, we're trying to get to some European Christmas uh, festivals this year, so I might ask you where I need to go. Yeah, I did Christmas last year as well. It Was it amazing? Yeah. I mean, having not been to Europe before this relationship, you kind of have like a this like European shaman taking you around to all the... I mean, Europe's it's beautiful and, you know... He is a European shaman. <laughs> don't make all of them. I would let him, yeah. The six foot two well, European shaman. I'm like, you're a European shaman! <laughs> well, uh, did I leave anything on the table or did we get to the the, the, the meat here? I no. think this was pretty good. I think the meat... The meat... The meat was here. The meat was raw. It's been, it's been cooked. We cooked it and there's some leftovers for later. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much. I'll get out of the car and give you a hug, but thank you so much for doing mm-hmm. it. How can people find you? Just Instagram? Instagram, at Leah Lamar with two R's. TikTok, Leah Lamar with five R's. Um, and I'm on tour, so... We'll get yeah, you some audience. Not that, not that you need it. Find me on Instagram. Yeah, keep the koozie. That's a gift. Thank you, fan club. Oh, God. <laughs> Damn. You don't need to keep it if you don't want it. It's not that I don't want no, it. Are you, it's just... Are you too many koozies? Actually, spill tea, not beer. That's, it's cute, this right? This is really cute, Dave. Okay. Well, I'll give you <laughs> I love you. <laughs>